Welcome back to SciFries, where we talk about the latest and greatest in STEM. We're your hosts, Fakayo, Paranit, and Nadula. In this episode, we're talking about the upcoming industry of electric cars, how they function, greener alternatives, and job opportunities. So, British Volt has announced plans for a gigafactory in Northumberland. And British Volt basically manufacture low-carbon lithium-ion batteries, which are mainly for electric cars. And they're meant to be battery solutions for energy in for electric energy in offices and communities. And they also support other renewable renewable energy sources like solar, wind, and hydro by harnessing them and storing them at the source. And so their whole brand is leading the world to be carbon neutral and basically starting all of it at the UK. And it basically because in the future the manufacturing of electric cars will be a big part of the economy because of the world's um, direction to being carbon neutral, especially by many companies saying they'll be carbon neutral by around 2050. Um, so do you think that their like, uh, renewable energy sources um, will like be ready before like you have too many issues with climate change? Because obviously it's a bit like cooked and slowly it's like... Well, we're we're slowly reaching the point of no no return kind of thing. Well, like, well, like, cause like the temperatures going up and everything, all the like issues with like, uh, what's it called? Uh, the uh, like um, let me think. Uh, uh, for, uh, fossil fuels and things going on, and like obviously electric cars are getting banned in the near future. I don't remember yeah, the exact date. Twenty twenty four. Because when they're getting banned, it's been changed a lot, but I think it's closer uh, now. And then, yeah. Before all cars have to be electric. Oh, all cars have to be electric. Yeah. I mean, like all new cars. All I new think. cars. Yeah. All but then, ca- oh, so all, I mean, wait, they're yeah. stopping the production of petrol cars. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit too soon. Because mm. I think I think it it used to be like twenty thirty kind of thing, but then I think they moved it closer because of how fast everything was changing. Because uh, we're nearing the point of where sea levels will rise significant amount and then like take rid of good chunk of mass, a land mass, and then. I guess, like, because they're, they're obviously trying to do stuff with renewable energy sources, but then, like, the question is if they will be able to execute them in time. In time, yeah. Because if they don't execute it in time, then, like, what's the point? Because then you'd have lost all those uh, land, all that land, and then all those people would have died. And obviously, using, like, a wind turbine or a hydro generator on a car, that's kind of hard. Because how do you fit it on top of a car or inside a car? I guess solar panels, that kind of makes sense with, but like, I, guess... I think the Cybertruck. With wind and hydro, I guess it would more be like, um, like for like Tesla example, like their power grid. If they it was yeah. powered by wind and hydro That's t- true. Uh, turbines, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and then you get the because, electricity through mm, the wind and hydro. Because then at the current rate, it's pretty cheap to get your car charged anyway, uh, like by one of those machines. But then obviously it would go down even more because um, like so- solar, wind, and like uh, hydro, um, like energy, uh, create um, like being made is just cheaper to produce because they occur naturally through yeah. changes in the environment but then obviously if it's not done correctly if you put a wind turbine in a place that's not windy you're gonna, it's just a waste of money yeah and yeah i think one of the major problems with electric cars is if the car's completely electric that's fine but then when they're getting charged the electricity they're currently using most of it is made using fossil fuels or non-renewable energy sources so this would be a major step forward yeah because even because they haven't like it's just as bad as a fossil fuel car at this point. Like obviously, in the future, when it slowly adapts and like there's more 
renewable energy sources, but then that requires the investment to be put in to create renewable energy sources. But that's a lot of money. And obviously, like the government at this current moment, they can't really do too much about it because they have to handle all the thing, issues with COVID-19 and stuff and the new case, uh, variants and stuff coming in. Yeah. So they have to, that's probably their main priority because that like affects the economy and like death rate and so on. But then this is also like an overarching issue and like uh, it can, it's going to greatly affect not just our generation, but like all the generations to come kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And the big problem with um, installing these gigafactories is that they take up a lot of space and they, they always, they, they'll cut into like these really important areas. And there's a, there's a, another gigafactory in Coventry airport, which has been coming even closer to being built and it's, going to be built on the airport and it basically covers the airfield it Mm. will get it will cause the airfield to be removed and the airport to be removed and this is just for uh, production of all these renewable batteries and all these energy sources um so the business is at that yeah yeah i mean like making a new plant on top of the airport would create a lot of new jobs i think it says in the article about six thousand new jobs yeah but at the same time, there's a lot of... I mean, why there? Why there specifically? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Um, I think... Well, actually, I don't know. Thing is, a... As far as I know, I think Coventry is pretty close to London kind of thing. So I mm. guess those flights could be relocated there. But then, like, it's a whole airport. Just yeah, missing. Exactly. It's not like that... Because, yeah. like, if it was just, like, in a rural area, then it wouldn't be much of an impact or, like, if it was just land. But, like, mm-hmm. take out an airport is a pretty big deal because yeah. all that opens it to other countries and so on i guess more than the airport to me like the flying schools that are going because there's fewer mm. of them and to get rid of them then that then there's even less chance that people would learn how to fly especially because um the, all the funds to to like to learn how to fly in the first place to fund the flying school are quite a lot exactly and also i i don't think the interest in aviation is too high already That's so true. i think cutting down on like Drilling down on these flying schools and these businesses already at the airport is quite a quite an extreme measure for these electric cars to be built. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a bit of a strange plan, you know, just on top of the airport. Yeah, because, well, I guess in the kind of thing, because that's all been set up and, like, you're going to be wasting so much like um different types of energy obviously most i'm assuming that a good chunk of it isn't going to be renewable because they don't have the facilities for it but to make the renewable um batteries and stuff to begin with obviously it will make it will make back uh what it's um lost but then obviously you're destroying an entire like established place and like instead of destroying it down and like replacing it you could have like uh, obviously it's not there yet but like slowly like graduated that into like being electric planes kind of thing and like not having gas but then Obviously, just tearing apart an airport and then replacing it with a whole new building, that's a lot of money. And that's because, uh, like, it's not just building it, it's tearing down the old building yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess the only reason that I can think of that they want to do it there is because there'd be good connections to the motorway, motorways. So, and like the main grid, obviously, if electricity is powering the airport, is a good grid, it's a good way of oh, transporting. Yeah energy and also the batteries because it's a battery plant so it's already a good place yeah yeah There's but then the resources there getting rid of the airport that's a bit of a strange one because obviously 
you could use the airport to get resources in. Yeah, because like transport. Yeah, like, exactly. Tra- like you can transfer. Like if you were to do like it somewhere near the area, just like a bit further away, kind exactly. of thing, and then like you have the airport, you utilize the airport um, to like bring in like materials that are needed, kind of thing, and then that would make more use of it because then you have that like instant um, transport capability, like just around the corner. Yeah. Kind of thing. But um, what 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 is the what exactly are we going to use the Gigafactory for? Um, so therefore, they're used to manufacture renewable batteries and renewable energy for electric cars because electric cars store electricity in rechargeable batteries, and these power an electric motor and it turns the wheels. And it's actually better; it's better, and more efficient than a petrol car, you could say, because it because electric cars accelerate faster than vehicles with traditional fuel en- en- engines. And because an electric electric vehicle only has the engine moving compared to a normal powered vehicle, your your average powered vehicle, which has like many many mm-hmm. parts moving, like the pistons inside the engine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. So yeah, the smaller amount of moving parts in the electric vehicle leads to a difference. Yeah, and also the environmental impact. Obviously. Yeah, that's one of the bigger, one of the bigger upsides, I'd say. I guess because it also allows it to, it, because it, um, repairs are less likely, it also would help in the environment because you have less wastage of electrical components. Yeah, especially because um, electric cars need to be repaired less. Yeah. And so if you think about all the carbon emissions used from like transferring parts from country to country. Exactly. Or, like, um, even making these parts in the first place just because electric cars need to be maintained less because of the fuel parts moving it's yeah and for... like with with um normal cars like diesel cars you'd be replacing the oils quite, uh, not too frequently but even you know doing them on a large scale they would have a somewhat envir- an impact on the environment yeah so not having to do that as much because electric cars do Electric cars do need to be charged quite yeah. frequently, but the fact that it's not a gasoline exactly. powered yeah. vehicle. Because, like, it depends. Uh, it also kind of depends on the, like, electric car you choose. Because now, because I know, like, originally when the cars came out, the mileage was very low. But now, nowadays, uh, most of the mileage is slowly getting higher and higher. I think most of the good chunk of them are over 100 miles now, up to, like, I know the Tesla has, like, 300 miles kind of thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, the upsides of choosing an electric car because like now if you go into london kind of thing to pay tax on if you're using a um diesel car kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and then also like fuel rates are a lot lower because you're just charging the car you can charge it at work charge it yeah. to your house exactly kind of thing and then uh, th- that's a bonus because it's like significantly lower because i know um at least in my family um i used to because you both use electric cars. you both have yeah. electric cars now oh. for both so now uh, the fuel like the fuel for one of my cars it was uh, it was like oh, like fifty fifty five bucks for full for full fuel, kind of thing. And then, but now for full, uh, how often did you? you depends roughly... because like it might have to be like once a week kind of thing oh, if oh, it okay. were busy or like kind of thing. Uh, but then like, if you think about it, um, I like the electric car it has uh, like it'd be like seven pounds like over a hundred mm. like over a hundred miles to charge and that's significantly lower kind of thing for the rates and then also um when it comes to it like once the once the changes are made and it's more made more renewable yeah. it will just be the better option 
in total and then also insurance rates for them i think off the top of my head are lower as well oh yeah because obviously because of, because of the, like the lack of issues that can occur yeah yeah i also think um scotland have been very good because they they uh don't provide grants but they provide the the charging for free um in public places oh, and they're moving towards providing it for free um at home as well but then uh, how are they um funding that because obviously producing electricity wouldn't be free no i don't know how they're funding it. i think because a lot of governments have this have a really have put a lot into have put a lot of their spending into these carbon to like lowering carbon emissions especially in the british role case um, yeah. a lot of funding has been like supported by the government and by um like private funding from other countries not from other countries from other big companies yeah i mean yeah i mean that's a quite an interesting move if they're providing it for free that's going to make more people want to do it um but you know speaking of electric cars the Tesla Model S recently was involved, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, was involved in a crash with a Honda Civic where it was on autopilot. And this killed the occupant of the Honda Civic, but not of the Tesla Model S. And just a couple of weeks ago, the driver of the car, even though he wasn't exactly driving the car, was um, charged with manslaughter. And they, and it was the first time that a driver in the United States was prosecuted for a felony using semi-automated driving technology. So... Do you think the driver should be responsible? Um, I guess that's a tough question because it also depends on the circumstances, like yeah. how he was driving. Because like, if he had his hands off the wheel, or if he was like eating or using his phone kind of thing, then obviously he should be uh, prosecuted yeah. for it. But then like, if it's just a glitch in the technological systems, then it's kind of just shifting it to Tesla. But then the thing is, the likeliness of that happening as well with how much testing and stuff there is because it's like the one anomaly but it's still exactly. a one anomaly that happened and it's obviously killed people so it's a serious issue so like it could also be in the case of the, of the fault of the driver but then but also how do you catch something that went wrong with the that went wrong with the uh, autopilot yeah exactly because you can't because tell you know like if it general, was the software yeah, or if it was the like driver. hardware kind of issue i mean this is like a one-off because i think around the same time like a couple of weeks ago Tesla said that over 1 billion miles have been driven by the Teslas with autopilot engaged. Yeah. And, you know, this is the first time that such a crash has happened. I guess it is an anomaly, but... It's still an issue. You know, is well, it... But people it, died. Yeah, exactly. But is it Tesla's fault or is it the driver's fault? That is quite difficult. Because... Because... It could be if the, But if the driver isn't holding the steering wheel... Yeah. Then, 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 but then there's also precautionary measures put into there because if you're holding your hands off the steering wheel for like at least 10 seconds, the car starts making a lot of alarms kind of thing. True. And then it slowly slows down into a complete halt. And like with the emergency signals on. But if it's on autopilot, surely the driver would have some form of trust into the system. Yeah. And then the system has failed. But then also, I guess it's also, I think it's in that, uh, I'm not sure, I'm not too sure about it, but I think in like their terms and conditions, obviously, they'd say not to trust it completely yeah, because obviously true. it's only yeah, semi-auto because full, the full auto isn't even uh, completely allowed yeah. in the UK yet because of how like unstable it could be, like the amount of issues it cause. Mm-hmm. And obviously it'd be the safest way to drive because, well, it's computers driving, not humans, and obviously humans are more likely to make errors than the computers. Obviously the computers would also have anomalies, but then like over time those will iron out and with pro- 
like slow processes so like it would slowly become less and less likely so that would just come down to a testing period yeah but then because it's semi-auto it also has that like it has to have that uh like interdependent interdependence between the, the driver, driver and, and the, the car yeah. Itself. yeah but when you look at it in relation to normal non-automatic driving there's a lot less crashes with yeah. automatic driving so exactly. when you look at it in comparison it's actually not quite so it's, bad that's true yeah it's obviously obviously it's being put to light because like so it's not because it's it's obviously better the better option because it's like um so many less crashes it's the one crash you've heard about mm -hmm. but it's because it's that one crash and it's the one crash that happened it gets so much media attention from it yeah because well it's the, the it's the company is pretty big and like autopilot kind of thing it's a new feature exactly. so like the one time it goes mm -hmm. wrong it was obviously going to be is, like yeah but this is a whole this is a whole like this is people have died i think more yeah, than the so crash it's... specifically it's you know the ethical point of view from it yeah as in like who who should be responsible should they be yeah. allowed because obviously if he's been charged with manslaughter that's it's not his fault so yeah. it's not murder i but guess then... the one way to solve that would be trying to like implicate like what is it like like at least when it's semi-auto driving kind of thing like at least like dash cams kind of thing if yeah. you have a dash cam showing what you're doing that would help your case in court because That's then it true. will show you that you're being responsible and then it would be that it's actually the car's mm -hmm. issue not yours because like what is it it would be because it's 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 very different for it to be completely automated because once it's completely automated that issue is like kind of stripped away and it's completely based uh, on the uh, car because i know yeah. as uh, i think it's like in berlin i heard about it like a year or so ago that there's uh they're planning to roll out like completely automated taxis yeah. in the near future i think in the uk as well in Milton Keynes, they planned on i don't know i don't think they were fully automated but um there's going to be a a monitor in there and they're just going to be taxis around i think the center of mk that's no oh, yeah that's going to be like some monitor action uh there's going to be like driverless taxis um so like but trains with... kind of thing sorry like the trains in the London yeah kind of yeah thing. yeah okay. yeah because they don't do anything there so i would say it's probably a lot on the driver, yeah. A lot more on the driver in this situation, just because of At the current the moment amount of because like the unsure, like the uncertainty kind of thing from it. Because well, the the, the driver obviously is being, um, well, the driver is at this point in the stage of the technology, it's more likely to be responsible for the driver. Not, not yeah. more likely, but like it's better to put it on the driver because true. it's so new and like you don't know much about it and it's the one case yeah and also the error factor of the one billion miles they've been traveled with exactly and this would have been a one-off case yeah that's quite an interesting concept we'll have to see how you know if there's any more further cases oh, of crashes. yeah what yeah. happened so thank you everyone for listening we hope you learned something new about stem and enjoyed the show be sure to check out the show notes and leave us a rating if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And thank you to our guest, Aiden, for joining us. You're uh, Join us back next week for another episode. And until then, this is Strive Rise. <laughs>